Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Well, we've got an update on the injury report for James H. Brown for you. It is 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott joining you. Oilers now. Uh, Evander Kane last night uh, had... um, his uh, wrist cut on a, a skate uh, from the former writer Patrick Maroon. It was accidental. The Edmonton Oilers have just tweeted out Evander Kane has been placed on LTIR. He's expected to miss three to four months. Matthias Janmark and Klim Kossin have been recalled from the Condors. Uh, the tweet says we wish Evander the best in his recovery process. So that is what we have at this time for you. The Oilers uh, just released it and I, I figured they'd have it out before three o'clock today. Uh, but Evander Kane has been placed on LTIR. Uh, He's expected to miss three to four months. So the way this works is that's 5.125 million in cap space, uh, which is going to mean the Oilers are now going to be able to carry a couple more players here, which will will give, I mean, it's if it's if it's four months, that's that's worked four months to the date. You know, it's what is it today? November 10th. So December 10th, January, February, March 10th. Uh, That would take Evander basically just past the NHL trade deadline. Be like a trade deadline day acquisition for the Oilers. That's, that's if he is out four months. So, uh, it's a tough break for the Oilers. And then Kane was a huge impact for the team last year, scoring 35 goals in the final 58 games. And going into last night was at a point per game. And by his own admission, he hadn't totally got going yet on the season. So, Tough break uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. Opportunities for some others. Again, that is the Oilers Now Injury Report updated. Brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation at Royal Pizza Mediterranean Chicken. By the way, there are four locations in Calgary as well for Royal Pizza. Brendan likes the Texan. Reed Wilkins is a fan of the meat lovers. Uh, last night when we were in Tampa Bay, Ron DeSantis was doing his victory rally right next to the arena. Uh, we're going to uh, be joined right now by David Staples from the Call to Hockey and uh, the Edmonton Journal. And David puts out some thought-provoking tweets once in a while. He spent uh, basically a year and a half covering the pandemic. His love is to cover hockey and all things Edmonton Oilers. Uh, A lot to get to on today's show, David. So we're going to start it off, first of all, uh, by just getting your perspective on the significance of Evander Kane being on the lineup three to four months. It's a it's a real blow to the Oilers, isn't it? I mean, Kane, uh, when he came to the team last year, um, it was part of a huge transformation of the team, particularly at even strength. He His arrival on the team meant that um, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid could have success on their own lines. There was enough good wingers suddenly 
that McDavid and Dreisaitl uh, were freed up not to play with each other all the time. And um, it really made a difference at even strength for the order. Since that time, they've been a very strong even strength team. So this is obviously a serious injury out that long. And hopefully when he comes back, he'll be he'll be fully recovered 100%. Um, that was a, a, well, scary moment, obviously, for everyone watching that. A horrible moment for Evander Kane. And we can, I just wish him the best. I think everybody wishes him the best. And, yeah. you know, David, my concern is we all know how important hands are and that twitches in terms of, you know, yeah. we're, we're watching we're watching a guy in Yesa Pugliarvi that, that probably isn't going to reach his potential, his zenith as a fourth overall pick, because he doesn't have great hands. And, you know, the processor at times to read and react and playing with some of the best players, just it hasn't come to fruition. And one of the things that Kane has is Kane has elite offensive instincts and he can shoot the puck and and you know it's going to be you know will he will he be able to get back to 100% my hope is he will I just put you know they said three to four months so I just did four months four months is March the 9th you know for him to get back in the lineup there's going to be some opportunities for some others um Bob, so much you know, of his game is great hands, Kane. Right, like his, he, like the way he was scoring goals in the playoffs last year was was with outstanding coordination in the deep slot. Right. He'd get those passes yeah. from McDavid, and he would just he would quickly elevate them into the top of the net. So this is you know this is obviously you know a very uh, difficult injury. Maybe that's why it's going to take him so long to come back. Is is just just to rehab that and get that going again as part of it. But we'll find out more about that soon. Yeah, well, I just think, I mean, think of the hat-trick he had against Gallery in the playoffs. Yeah. He, two of the goals were scored on the back end with quick, deft little moves and one that he elevated up and over Markstrom. Like, he's, he, he's, I mean, the guy had 35 goals in 58 games. By his own admission, he probably didn't start the season the way he was hoping, and that this is going to be difficult. Now, that said, um, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily subscribe to the football theory of next man up. Because I think that does a disservice to the impact of each respective player. I get the mindset that some coaches have with that next man up, but there is an opportunity here for some others. How would you adjudicate the process for who plays with who carrying forward? And I, I want you to think about something, David. I thought that McLeod, Yamamoto, and Fogel made me think that maybe those three need to play together. Yeah, so and how I mean, you have, how, you go for it. Well, it's interesting because you asked me one. You know, yes, Apuliarvi probably had his best game of the season. So if it, you know, if you'd asked me a game ago <clears throat> about how this is going to play out, you know, I'd have a lot less, a little bit less faith in Apuliarvi coming through. But he seemed to be uh, shooting the puck, playing with more confidence, playing you know just just in into the game uh, more, and fitting in with McDavid. Like he's, he, I think he's been. My read is he's been a little bit intimidated playing with McDavid. It's not easy to do, and he's not played a free-flowing game and uh, stumbled a bit because of it. But last night he looked good. So he may be part of the solution. Dylan Holloway um, may, you know, there's been talk that he might be sent down because he's not getting enough playing time. Well, suddenly he could easily move into the top nine here. 
in forwards and get a, an extended look with either Dreisaitl or McDavid. And he may be ready. I mean, we'll see. He, he's been, you know, he, you see the obvious talent of that player with the puck and skating, but he's been tentative out there and feeling his way through the game. So, so it, it's, an, it's a lot to ask. Nonetheless, young players can step up on the wing and get the job done. He'll get an opportunity. You know, as for that line, uh, McLeod just he's really impressing with his skill he made a couple passes last night which were extraordinary sending players in on breakaways and um, his skill has been his strong he's been playing well enough defensively so as a third line center he, that's a real strength to have him I think in that role and Fogel seems to fit with him uh, I thought Pugliarvi looked okay there but maybe Yamamoto who has been struggling in the top six in kind of a role where he's not expected to score so much and just check um, could do well. I mean, I thought Ken Holland made a really interesting point on your show yesterday, Bob, about how these players, when they're not putting up points, start to press for points, and then their defensive game um, goes out the window a bit. And that's what I've noticed with this team as well, that um, the team started out strong, and then just defensively there's been all kinds of breakdowns before last night's game at least. So, so you know um, what I would do? Go ahead. This is what I would do, David. You'd call me crazy, but I would have two tandems. I'd have Nugent Hopkins with McDavid, and I would have Dry Settle with Hyman. So those would be two of my tandems. So I'd play Pulleyarvi in the short term with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins, and I'd play Holloway in the short term with Dry Settle and Hyman. And I'd keep Fogel and Yamamoto together with McLeod. If it's me, that's what I would do. I'm not sure this is going to happen because I'm not sure they're going to play Holloway in the top six. But I that's what I would do. And then, yeah. go sorry, Bobby. And then go I'd ahead. play Yanmark. I'd play Yanmark, Shore, and Ryan. And their job is to kill minutes in games. When they're out there, they just got to make sure they don't get scored on. Forget. Don't worry about trying to push the pace and create offense. Kill minutes kill the clock for nine or ten minutes a game five on five when they're out there and so i want to give mcleod fogel and yamamoto who are a buddy those guys hang together i want to give like you know go be the little rat pack that you want to be like you know go have some fun playing together i'm with you on mcleod uh he is a very creative player he needs to shoot the puck more he doesn't shoot enough he's a real important player for the orders in the future hugely important player because if he's your third line center Supporting McDavid and Dry settle that speed, you're in a special place. But that's how I would adjudicate the lines. Uh, that's 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 uh, one man's opinion. I, uh, well, I think we're both crazy because I really like that idea, Bob. It's it's when I was bringing up Holloway, that, that's what I had in mind. And I like Dry and Hyman together. I really like them with Kane. And I think that line, you know, eventually when Kane comes back, has a lot of potential. Just because they're all just three horses with the puck, puck protecting. I mean, Hyman and Dry are two of the best in the league at that. So you keep those guys together, and they should be able to get lot, tons of offensive zone time and very dangerous time because they can also obviously both attack well. So um, add Holloway to the mix. I mean, he's a big, physical, fast guy. He could fit right in with those two. And last night we saw um, Nugent Hopkins in the past has struggled to fit in with McDavid, and I don't quite understand why. It, I, I just think it's, well, I think it's difficult to play with Connor McDavid because he dominates the puck. And players who, you, who are used to having the puck on their stick and, and having a give-and-go game like Nugent Hopkins, it takes a while to get used to playing with him. But Nuge, this year, has looked great with McDavid. He's been very confident with the puck, trying to make plays, 
and uh, hasn't um, took, took second billing. When he, when he gets it, he tries to make something happen, and that's what you have to do. He's doing it this year. So that works for me as well. Nugent Hopkins with McDavid is a strong pairing. Pugliarvi fits in there. If he doesn't, you know, you can shake things up. You could put McLeod up there now and then. You could put Yamamoto. But, uh, you know, they have, they're paying these guys, as everyone says, the $3 million men. There's a lot of money tied up in these players. Um, it's going to be difficult to move on in a trade, I think. So you got to play them, and you got to get them going. We've seen Pugliarvi go in the past. Maybe he can get going again with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins now. But the, I, I agree, Bob. Those are the lines that I'd like to see. Defensively, uh, you know, I, I personally like Cody Ceci. And maybe part of it, David, for me is the, you know, I, I always love how people in Toronto want to lecture everybody else in the country about hockey. Like, like <laughs> what would they actually know about winning in Toronto? Like most of them have never seen the Leafs win a cup in the in their entire lifetime. In fact, the Leafs haven't won a playoff series since Austin Matthews was six. But when Edmonton signed Tyson Berry, there and Edmonton only signed Berry to one year deal. I had multiple guys from Toronto reach out. Well, you know he wasn't very good in Toronto. And then the next year, the order signed CC. What the hell are you guys doing? You signed CC to three point two five, you know, times four years. I'm like, well, he did play with Pittsburgh after he played with Toronto. By all reports, kind of found a groove as an effective two way defender. And then they signed Campbell, and oh, you guys are crazy. Campbell cost us a series against you know Montreal and Toronto. I'm like, what? What? Did, what? Did, he had the highest save percentage in the league. Uh, in the 2021 playoffs and lost to Montreal because Carey Price stoned them for three games. Oh, by the way, Marner and Matthews with 33 points all-time in 39 playoff games. So my back gets up on Campbell a bit and, frankly, on CeCe and Barry a bit. And maybe it's just maybe it's a Bob Stoffer personal bias with Toronto. What do you think? Or Because well, I think we just got to be patient with the start for these guys. All three of those guys had some initial struggles out of the gate in Edmonton. The first two... Barry led rookie or defenseman in scoring in the bubble year, and CeCe might have been Edmonton's best all-around defender by the end of last year. Your thoughts, David? CeCe was their best defender. You know, after Nurse got hurt especially, CeCe was their best defenseman. Bob, I mean, in Toronto right now, you don't think they'd want Cody CeCe and Zach Hyman on their team? I mean, they'd be crazy not to. Cody CeCe, he's had had a little bit of a rough start to this year. Um, He's had some moments, but generally speaking, that guy has figured out how to play defense in the NHL. He's in the right spot at the right time. I mean, he and Nurse just had the toughest assignment against, you know, they're going out there constantly against the strongest competition of the opposition. They're out there on the PK, and there's, you know, there hasn't been a lot of rest and relaxation during the games for those guys. There's there's no times, rarely times when they're out there against the fourth line or the third line. So a lot has been asked of them. They always, they they haven't always um, lived up to it, but generally speaking, CeCe gets the job done. So on defense, I, I, Tyson Berry had a, if he started this year as well, but he has been playing great hockey in the last six, seven, eight games, and and I thought he he was uh, played well with Nurse last night. The problem is, Bob. I just think they're 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 one rugged um, defenseman away from having a strong PK unit. They need someone else so they can really trust, or two, you know, at least one more guy other than um, Nurse and Cece, maybe Kulak on the penalty kill that they can throw out there. In the last two years, they have lost Adam Larson and they've lost Chris Russell. Both of those guys were strong penalty killers, 
And uh, I just think they really miss that that kind of player right now. I mean, Russell's shot blocking on the PK and his grit, and you know, it had to be inspirational for the team as well as being very effective on the PK. I think that's what this PK has been missing. And um, it, my crazy suggestion of the day is to sign Chris Russell to a PTO, but <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that. But I just think that's the kind of if they can't trade for that player right now, I think they need to like if Nima Linen and Murray aren't going to do that and I haven't been convinced that they are yet they they've got to find that PK guy that fourth PK guy great stuff uh I did see I did read through your tweet on uh the epidemiologist uh from Sweden on the Swedish experience during it was interesting I don't know if I agreed with everything that was in that story but you put something out a couple days ago and it was uh, I know you're you're probably tired about talking about COVID but basically if you could in 35 seconds or, or less explain to everybody what it was about I'm just trying to think, but I, 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 what I can talk about is the Swedish model. I mean, they just went for what, what they call focus protection, Bob, which is much less of a strategy relying on lockdowns and much more of everybody and much more focusing your COVID protection on people who are in very, very poor health while the rest of the world gets on and doesn't experience terrible kind of economic and mental health issues uh, due to a respiratory illness like COVID. And, and that's, that's a model that I approve of. It worked out, I think, in the end, it worked out very well for Sweden, and, and I think we need to stick to that going forward. All right. Uh, I may have uh, linked you to somebody else's tweet on that, so my apologies, David. Great stuff. Uh, how do people follow you, David? Uh, at the Cult of Hockey on Twitter. There you go. That is David Staples. It is 150 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up Oilers now with this day in Oilers history. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 152 in Edmonton, the news of the day for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Our top story, Evander Kane out three to four months after suffering a deep cut. Uh, So he is going to go on LTIR. The Edmonton Oilers, he had a procedure done last night. The Edmonton Oilers have recalled both Matthias Janmark and Clem Costin, who they acquired in a trade from the... St. Louis Blues for Dmitry Samarukov. The boys at Brent Ridge Ford did such a great job selling their trucks and SUVs. They need more. You can trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright, whatever best works for you. Remember that the 2023 order bank is now open for F-150s and SUVs as well. So go see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Off to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. A reminder, in January, a three-day roadie in the Vegas to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights. For more information, visit newwesttravel.com. We're going to go back to this date in 1984. Oilers storming into Washington and put up eight goals on Caps goaltender Pat Riggin in an 8-5 win that set an NHL record of 15 games unbeaten to start the season. Wayne had two while Yari Curry scored a hat trick. Yeah, they were pretty good that year. They started the year 12-0-3 and ended up being voted the greatest team in NHL history. Uh, Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports Night. What's he got shaking? 
You will hear from uh, Kelly Rudy from NHL Hockey on Rogers, Oilers analyst on Sportsnet, Luke Gazdick, and former Oilers netminder and NHL goaltender, Devin Dubnik. All right, coming up tomorrow, we have a busy show. We do not have a show Friday for Remembrance Day, but we will tell you tomorrow we'll have a full preview of the Oilers and the Carolina Hurricanes. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service and for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. Up next, the global news, weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons of Jalen and I. Again, the news of the day in oil country, tough news regarding Evander Kane, but he'll be out three to four months. He goes on LTIR, and the Edmonton Oilers recall Matthias Hammark and Clem Cawson. So long today from Raleigh. I'll join you tomorrow, 12 o'clock Edmonton time.